Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andy Donaghy. Right. Because I know some of you in United normally have your brains stretched and are made to think about things, not just listen to things, I have got a little challenge for you while I talk a little bit more. So here, we have got an anagram related to what we are talking about this morning. So if you want to try and figure that out while I speak, if you listen, you'll probably pick up on words that will help you. If you find the shuffling... ah. Uh, no, do you know what? We also did the different words in, in different colours. So it's incredibly easy. Is it not? Um, if you find the, the shuffling of paper and everything really annoying, like you just have to deal with it and listen harder. <laughs> if you listen to the recording afterwards, it may not pick up on the shuffling of paper, so it may be easier for you. No greater love has any man than to lay down one's life for a friend. Jesus said, my command is this, go and love as I have loved you. This is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for others. Now, I look through loads of verses on love in the Bible. And after I'd read them all, this is what, this is what I wrote down from them, which is basically just the verses paraphrased into understand, information in my head that I can understand. I want you to take note of this, because this is what I believe God is calling us to do this morning. Love with power. Love in a way that blows people's minds. Love the unloved. Love when it hurts. If someone slaps you on the cheek, turn the other cheek to him also. Love when no one thanks you. When no one helps you. When no one appreciates you. If someone takes your coat, allow them to have your shirt as well. Love everyone as though you are loving Jesus. Prefer others above yourself. Go the extra mile. Stop cuddling teddy bears and start hugging hedgehogs. Now, all of that was taken from the Bible. No, that was taken from the Bible. Whoa! Do you know what? I spent hours trying to find somewhere to get a hedgehog. And you will find out later what my wife had to go through because I couldn't find anywhere. If only I'd known that you were coming with a hedgehog top. Stop cuddling teddy bears and start hugging hedgehogs. If you don't believe that's in the Bible, then look up Matthew 5 verse 46. Admittedly, it's my interpretation of the Bible, but 
you will see how it how it fits in. It's very easy to love some people. It's very it's very easy to love some people some of the time. It's it's not so easy to love everyone. Now I was going to get you to all move and sit next to somebody who you don't normally sit next to this morning, but either I forgot to do it or God made me forget to do it because it wasn't a good idea. Um, But I have noticed that on a Sunday morning, there's certain people who certain people sit with. And that is because there's some people who we naturally get on well with. Um, When Zach came to college, I met him for the first time and immediately we clicked and we got on really well together. Um, oh, I was thinking he'd be shaking his head and smiling and agreeing. <laughs> but there's some people who you click with and some people who you don't click with. But Jesus doesn't say love the people who you click with. He says it's easy to love the people who you click with. What makes a difference is loving the people who you don't click with. It's easy to cuddle a teddy bear. Like that teddy bear, fed up, sick and tired of people cuddling it. All it wants to do is be free and experience what it's like to not have its stomach and its internal organs like constantly crushed and just wants to be free. The hedgehog, however, put your hand up if you've ever hugged a hedgehog. Um, Do you want me to bring that black bag around again? (laughs) The hedgehog does not receive the same cuddles as a cuddly teddy bear. And there's a reason for that. It's not as nice cuddling a hedgehog, is it? Can... For those of you who have cuddled a hedgehog before, was it a pleasant experience? I remember when I was in... Has anyone ever come across a porcupine before? I was in Australia when I first met a porcupine, and I decided to... You know you hear about Australians going walkabout? I decided to go walkabout, and I went on a long walk in the middle of nowhere. And I was expecting to see snakes and dangerous spiders. Didn't see a single one. But what I did see, I was walking down this dirt track, went on for miles and miles, and suddenly in front of me, this little weird thing, like, just scuttled out into the middle of the track. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I've never seen a creature like that before. Just carried on walking up to it. And as I got within a meter of it, it suddenly just turned around, looked at me, stared me in the eye, and shot out all of its, like, little spiky bits. I'm assuming it was a porcupine. I, like, I don't know any other creature like that. And it scared the life out of me. I'm... Because nobody was around and I didn't have to worry about my pride, I actually stood on that road just frozen for about 15 minutes deciding what to do. And eventually I carefully shuffled to one side so that it didn't see me doing it too much and slowly walked by on the side of the road. I did not show any love whatsoever to that porcupine. Do you know why? 
because I didn't like it. It didn't look inviting and I had no desire whatsoever to say a single nice word to it or do a single nice action to it because my perception of that porcupine was it was bad. It was not nice and it was not going to give me a very good time. So I did not want to know it. However... Jesus doesn't want us to be like that with anyone. Jesus wants us to love all people. Now, it's hard to do that, but it makes a difference. It's a challenge to do that. It's not easy to do that. Can you guys down here, can you think of somebody at school or college or nursery where you go, you don't really like. And you know what? It's okay not to like people. I've read my Bible through a few times and nowhere in the Bible that I can find does it say it is bad to not like people. It tells us to love people. It doesn't tell us to like people. So it's okay to not like people as long as we still love them. So I don't like that porcupine, but I can still love it. Hopefully I'll never get another opportunity to, but it's besides the point. <laughs> Can you think of somebody who you don't, who you don't really like that much? No. Is, is our challenge too hard? Okay. Grown-ups, can you think of anyone who you don't really like? Isabel's nodding. Colin, Colin doesn't count, Isabel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of somebody, though? We're all trying to be too holy, and no, we, I like everyone. Yeah, Lily? I can think of people I don't like. I don't like some of you sometimes. Sometimes you really, sometimes you really annoy me. So, sometimes I don't like Claire. Claire. Like, sometimes she does stuff that's well annoying. And, like, but I still choose to love her. Like, she really annoyed me on the way out this morning. She said she, said she was going to go and get the, ki- the kids in the car to try and help. And I was like, great. And then I walked out the door. I went to lock the door. And she'd gone and taken the key from the door. And she didn't know what she'd done with it. So we spent 10 minutes looking for the key for the house. Because she sometimes she's just really forgetful. And she just puts stuff down somewhere. And she doesn't know where she put it. Do you know where the key was? It was in my pocket. (laughs) That's why it's always better to choose to love, even though you don't like. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. I've, I've got a few examples, okay? We need, these are not extreme examples, okay? I believe God is moving us into a season where we will love people in a way that is beyond what we have ever experienced before, that just blows us away. And Pastor Clive has been talking a lot lately about moving into unprecedented times. And I believe that if we're going to see them unprecedented moves of God with people when we're with them, we need to be living in a way that loves people 
like we're hugging a hedgehog rather than cuddling a teddy bear. People have had enough of rose petals. People have had enough of chocolates. People have had enough of pretty flowers. They need more than that. And what we have is more than that. But we need to get away from acting like the world, from acting all lovey-dovey and nice around people, and actually take on that love that Jesus has and love them in a way that's powerful and with authority. Here's a few examples that, that I'm going to share with you of little stories, okay, of ways which either I've been a part of loving somebody or somebody's been a part of loving me that's been beyond just the normal, okay? Now, Annetta, everyone knows Annetta, don't we? Oh, yeah, do that noise again. And all the men? Do you know what? Our love needs to be more like that, yeah? Let's, let's all do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, Anetta gave me a gift for Christmas, which was lovely. She gave, like I work with Anetta and all of the guys on our team, she gave us all a gift. And the gift that she gave me was related to me, and it was really, it was really nice and everything. But do you know what? No disrespect to her gift, but it was Christmas. Do you know what? People give gifts at Christmas, yeah? It was nice, but... It wasn't like, it didn't like blow me away. I didn't, I didn't like receive it and go, whoa, this is amazing. <laughs> like it was, you kind of expect that around Christmas. Yeah. People give gifts and stuff. So I'm, I'm great. I'm grateful. Yeah. But I was, <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. Wow. You see. Right, you guys are judging now because <laughs> me and Annetta know me and Annetta know the end of the story, whereas you don't know the end of the story yet. Okay? Well done you guys for not judging me like your parents just have. So Annetta went away for Christmas. She went to Germany. Black do you live in the Black Forest or near the Black Forest? In the Black Forest, yeah? The Black Forest is a beautiful place, okay? I've been there a few times, absolutely amazing, very filled with nature and everything. And I am, um, because I've been on a special diet, honey has become a real treat for me. And it's like honey is something very special in my life. You can laugh at that. I like wasn't meant to be a joke, but <laughs> now some of you will know that different honeys taste different and there's something special about having honey from a certain area. And when Annetta came back after a holiday at Christmas, she brought me back a pot of local honey from the new forest, which is absolutely like amazing. Now that blew blew me away. That like that was wow, this is awesome. Because not only was the honey amazing, but she didn't just go to a shop and buy a present for me because it was Christmas. She actually 
had me in mind while she was on her holiday. She gave, like, honey isn't light. She gave part of her luggage allowance on the way back to a, to a jar of honey. It's not just a taster pot, okay? So it's a, a sizable jar. She went above and beyond what anyone expected of her, what, like, what I ever imagined. I never imagined her to, to bring that back for me. And it really, it touched me because it wasn't just the normal. It was, it was beyond what somebody would normally do. And we need to be loving in a way that's beyond what people normally expect. Like, if you, if you always buy somebody a gift on their birthday, like, they'll expect it. If you always do something, if people always do stuff, they expect it. It's nothing, it's nothing special. It's just the normal. Sorry, some of you may not like that. I don't care. <laughs> um, okay. Is Jen here this morning? Where are you? Oh, there. I went, many years ago, I went to, to a petrol station with Jen. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't Zach, it wasn't a date, all right? Like, I'm not that sad. We, we had to fill our cars up with fuel, I think. Um, so we were going somewhere, and we went and filled our cars up with fuel. And we went into this shop, and there was this guy in this shop who was buying some, like, a crate of alcohol. And he came up to us, and he was like, oh, has, it, has anyone got a pound? I haven't got enough money. And in my head, I was like, I'm not giving you a pound to buy alcohol. Like, who, why do you think I'm going to encourage your drinking behaviours <laughs> and ill habits? And um, so I was just like, no, sorry, mate. And then Jem was like, oh, I've got some money. Here you go. And, oh, do you know how much that burnt at the time? felt like hitting her. Um, and, but God really challenged. Can you remember this? No. <laughs> I'm not making it up, honestly. God really challenged me. And he was like, why are you judging that person? Why aren't you just generous with your money towards them? And so the moment had passed. So I, I couldn't, like, he already had his money. Um, so I was like, oh, God, this is so annoying. I need another opportunity because I, I want to be generous like Jen. Why can't I be like her? Um, so I was queuing up, and this guy came and, and queued behind us. And he, he, said to, he said to Jen, he was like, oh, thank... Oh, no, he was in front of us. And he turned around, and as he left, he walked by us, and he said, oh, thanks so much for giving us that money. And then the person just in front of us said, oh, did you pay for his? Do you want to pay for mine as well? So I was like, yeah, yeah, let me pay for it. So I just quickly jumped ahead of him. He was like, no, 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 no. And I said to the cashier, quick, let me pay for it. And I just got my card out and paid for it. And um, this guy like walked out kind of kicking and screaming because he, he wasn't very happy about me paying for his stuff. And then we paid for our stuff and went out to the car park. And as I walked by the car that he was getting into, he turned round to his friend. As he opened the door and he said, I, I don't know what religion those people were who I just met in the shop, but flip. And he told his friend what happened. And his friend said, I heard them say it because their windows were down. They must have been Christians. And I was like, 
flat, you don't like it's going the extra mile. That's it's doing those things that are. It's not easy. Like it's not easy to walk into a shop and pay for somebody else's shopping. Put your hands up if you've done that this week. All right, God, you guys, you're not very compliant this morning. But well, well done. It's like it's not something that we do every day. Did you do it last week? No, there we go. Okay, <laughs> but it's. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's where we all need to be. So it's good. I'm glad that some of you are there before I am. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a, there's a verse that says... I've lost, I've lost myself now. Do you know what? We won't worry about that verse. You can find it later. It would be extra challenging for you Bible scholars, the verse that relates to that. Okay, my next story. Do you want another story? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, you like this one. You younger guys, I like this one. So, the other day, I was with Poppy, okay, and me and Poppy were in the room. I think Sophie must have been there as well, but maybe she was asleep. She was a little bit she was a little bit quieter than normal. And and Claire, Poppy's mummy, she walked into the room and she's got she's got really bad hands at the moment because she like her skin's gone all dry and it's all cracking and everything. <laughs> um, you you guys it's so easy to make you laugh. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I should, I should maybe stop working with kids and start working with youth. <laughs> um, so either that or your services are just really boring normally. <laughs> so her hands are all cracked and dry and horrible, okay? They're really not nice. Um, and she walked into the room and she started saying, oh, my hands are horrible. Oh, this... It's so bad. And she was whinging and complaining about her hands. And do you know what Poppy turned around and said to her? Poppy turned around and said, can you remember what you said about mummy's hands? Poppy turned around to her and she said, mummy, you just need to pray to Jesus about your hands. And... Do you know what? Me and Claire stood there because I'm like I'm sometimes com- a little bit sympathetic about Claire's hands, <laughs> but me and Claire stood there and we were like, "Wow, this is like this hits home," because Jesus isn't the first person who we always go to. Like, and actually, Jesus should be the first person that we go to when we've got a problem, when we're struggling. How are we going to be? that light to people if he isn't the first person that we go to. I've remembered the verse. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And that's what gets people. When people realize that we're his his disciples. Like, it was it was a challenge. That was a challenge for me and Claire, and that's how we should. Like our daughter picked up on it. Poppy picked up on it, so it was in our home. So thankfully, thank you Jesus that we 
we weren't like being being a bad example to other people who we should be witnessing to um but we were we were made aware of it before them but we should be going to god and if we accept what he's done for us that gift that he gave us on the cross accept what it means actually it means that he's our healer it means that he can help us walk victorious in situations and we don't we don't need we don't need a a cuddly family oh mummy sorry about your hands let's all give you a little hug who like who wants a family like that like your hands your hands are your hands aren't going to be better if you have a family like that if you have a family with people like Poppy who say, get over it, pray to Jesus, he wants to sort you out, then your hands can be better and you don't have to worry about the little, the little fluffy hug. Oh, sorry about your hands, should we give it a little rub? Like, no, I want my hands to be better. I don't care about you giving me a piece of chocolate because I've got itchy hands. I don't care about you giving me your fancy hand cream. Like, wake up, none of them work. They're all a con. They do something, but they won't heal your hands. You need Jesus. And you know what? People need us to recognize that we need Jesus so that they discover who Jesus is. People won't discover Jesus if we're just constantly using hand cream on our hands. That doesn't say to people, Jesus is my healer. It says to people, Jesus heals people and I use hand cream because I don't believe that he can heal me. Now, I'm preaching to myself. I still use hand cream. If you're a bloke, body shop, hemp hand cream. Amazing. Doesn't completely heal your hands, but it's good. I'm trying to go to Jesus with it now. Do you want one more or we can finish? One more. Okay, quick one. I had a friend, okay, who didn't know Jesus. Who's got a friend who doesn't need, know Jesus? Okay, you should all put your hand up. Otherwise, you're cuddling teddy bears, not hugging hedgehogs. <laughs> Next week, your hand should be up. Okay, my friend who didn't know Jesus, she would call me up, like, every couple of weeks and just whinge about life, okay? She would be like, oh, Andy, this is happening, that's happening, this is happening, oh, what should I do? And... Do you know what? I'm not, like, I don't want to... Who wants to sit and listen to people's problems? It was all right the first time. I felt like a bit of an agony aunt. But after it had happened a few times, I was like, do you know what? I've got so much more I could be doing with my, doing with my evening. Um, I really don't want to listen to all of your problems. But I knew that I couldn't tell her that. But do you know what? I had something I could tell her. She phoned me up this one night, and I was like, that's it, I've had enough of it. I don't want to, really cannot handle spending an hour listening to her issues on the phone. She, she started talking to me and saying all this stuff, and I just said to her, do you know what? You need Jesus. Like, as blunt as that. I didn't make it nice or anything. And I was hoping that she'd hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Like, sadly, I still, like, wasted my whole... I was actually on the phone to her for even longer because she said, do you know what, Andy? I think you're right. I do need Jesus. And I had to then explain it all to her. 
But at least, even though I was on the phone to her for the whole evening, it was worthwhile. I knew I wasn't going to have the same conversation with her again. Conversations where Jesus is the start of them, they don't go round in circles. They go somewhere because Jesus moves us on. Like when we start a conversation with somebody out of our own efforts, it goes round in circles. If, if somebody comes to me with a problem and I try and sort it out myself, going round in circles because I am not the solution to people's problems. Jesus is the solution to people's problems. And I know that he has a solution to every single problem. But if I don't start that conversation with him, I'm, I'm walking around the solution. I'm walking around it. I'm not facing it. It's like if Yusefi's asked me, asked me for a flower. Yusefi's, oh no, Yusefi's asked me for something pretty and yellow. If I go up to Yusefi and say, okay, you want something pretty and yellow? Oh, well, what do you think is pretty and yellow? Um, a digger? Is a digger pretty and yellow? No. No, for some people, actually, for a bloke, it's probably, yeah. Um, so what's pretty and yellow? A banana? The inside, the egg yolk. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking, I know the answer, but I'm not giving it to him. And we're like that in our conversations with people. People start talking to us. We know straight away they need Jesus, but we don't, we don't connect that with them. We need to be straight to the point, straight to Jesus, and not worry about what people think. We think that we need to make people like us and that people will be all lovey-dovey and huggy with us. But that is not what we're required to do. We're required to be like Jesus. Can anyone tell me a verse in the Bible where it says Jesus went and hugged them or they came and hugged Jesus? No. However, when Jesus had conversations with people in the Bible, there was always people who didn't like it. There was always people who were like, oh, what's happening? Oh, that's not right. Why is he doing that? Jesus was like a hedgehog. Can I say that? You thought of one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true, yeah. There's always one. <laughs> I thought that saying was just one we made up, but maybe it is biblical. <laughs> but generally, it doesn't say, it doesn't say, not even in the modernist, modern, contemporary, down-to-earth, youth slang, English version, does it say hug in that verse, though. No. So... Yeah, but it doesn't say to. If, like, hear me right, there's nothing wrong with hugging somebody. There's nothing wrong with hugging somebody, but our problem is not that we hug people. Our problem is that we do hugging instead of the other stuff. Like, Jesus wants us to love like he loved. He doesn't say, love like I love, but don't love like anyone else shows love. He just says, love like, like I love. And 
we need to be more like that. Um, Claire, can you? Now, because I couldn't find a real hedgehog, I want you guys to take home something to remember this, okay? Because it's not easy and it's a challenge. Um, so ideally, I wanted to find a hedgehog and breed them so that you could all take home a hedgehog and keep a hedgehog. Um, hedgehogs are not the most friendly creatures. They tend to not come out and find people, so I struggled to find one. Um, and actually, most of you probably wouldn't know how to look after a hedgehog anyway. And I thought if we kill off all of West Sussex population of hedgehogs, we may not go, go down too well as a congregation in the local community. So, thankfully, my wife went the extra mile and she made us a hedgehog. Now, normally, our response to what Jesus said would probably involve praying and having a song and worshipping and focusing on him. Now, I want you to focus on him, but we're not going to do all of the quiet bit, okay? Because actually, Jesus doesn't want us to be quiet. He wants us to go out and go out and be loud and in people's, in people's faces with his love. He wants us to be making people think about what they're doing, like making people shocked, making people recognize you because you have, you have God's, God's love in you. And I want to challenge you all this week to do at least one thing that makes people stop and go, wow, what on earth have they got because I haven't got it? And to help you do that, you can come up here. In fact, I'm not inviting you. I'm telling you all, come up here. <laughs> Jesus never said, would you like to come to the table? He said, come to the table. Because he wasn't, oh, would you like to come to the table? Would you like to come and be part? No, come, because I know it's good for you. I know you need this. Come. It's not an option, it's a command. Come and have. Come and have this because you need it and others need it and take it to others and don't give them the option, just show it to them because they need it. So, you're all going to come up here and you're going you're gonna to grab a cocktail stick with a piece of cake and you can eat the cake and it's good to eat the cake because God is good. Okay? There's nothing about what I've shared that about Jesus' love that is not good, right? It's all good. It maybe didn't sound good at the time, but that's just because your mind is so confused with the way the world thinks about stuff, maybe. But when you get into Jesus' way of thinking, it's all good. Okay, so eat the cake because it's good. These, these guys are hungry. <laughs> we all need to be like these guys. Okay, and then take the cocktail stick 
and put it in your pocket. Ding, ding, ding. I know what you're all thinking. That's going to hurt, potentially. Good. Because <laughs> that'll remind you. If I say a nice little fluffy prayer, you're going to forget that in a few hours' time. But if you take the holy cocktail stick, you're going to remember it. Because this cocktail stick is anointed. Okay? It's anointed. What's wrong? Oh, okay. This cocktail stick is anointed to remind you to do what God is, call is calling you to do. And that will be different to every person, for every person, but guaranteed it won't always be nice. Okay? So are you up for the challenge? Yeah, if you're not up for the challenge, tough. God wants you to be up for the challenge. So find some people, tell them that you don't really want to do it, and they will say, no, come on, you're doing it. Okay? Right, so you can come and grab a bit. I'll let you do it at your, at your, your own opportunity, okay? Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.